It's that time. It's running time. Welcome to Running Time on 90.5 WASU. As always, I'm your host, Josh Vandernord. Oh, I'm out of breath from existing. <laughs> uh, tonight, as always, I have Patrick Mullaney. <laughs> and Midnight Mike. <laughs> and tonight... We have a, a a show that uh, I don't really know how it's going to go, but um, I'm really excited about it. So tonight we are talking about Get Out and Us. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love doing that. That was oh, great. I love that. <laughs> it worked perfectly. What, what is the name of that? I tried to find it on Spotify earlier. Is that the remix of uh, the... It's the, the remix of I'm, I've Got I'm, Five. I've on Got it. Five on it. Yeah, Excellent. it's like a okay. special remix made just for the film. Excellent. Yes. Uh, so... So there's a mirrored version of it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> song. Do they have tethered art, too? Is that a... That, Ooh, that could be true. Uh, well, no one has any idea what we're talking about, so oh, yes. we may as well get into it. Um, this week we are talking about uh, Jordan Peele's movies. As you may know, Jordan Peele is on Key and Peele. He's the, I don't know, co-host, whatever you want to call him. He's Peele. He's Peele, yeah, yes. Jordan Peele. And he has directed two horror films, I think. Uh, one's thriller, one's horror, yeah. really. Yeah, and they're they're good. I mean, I like them. Yeah, yeah, no, they're enjoyable. The first two episodes of Twilight Zone are getting off to a great start. Weird how they were two years between each other, but I mean, <laughs> oh, great yeah. specials. They're it fantastic. Got, it got caught in the Twilight Zone. It took a while to uh, oh, yeah. get it out. I feel I feel like we should summarize kind of what these movies are about a little first. So, Get Out. Okay, so Get Out was a. It was like a. It, that was the thriller, right? That it was, was a thriller like thriller movie. suspense. Some horror elements of it, but more like science fiction. I'd almost call Get Out more horror, but um, I'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. See, like yeah. these, both these movies, they have like elements of horror, and then they like completely flip flop. Like I feel like Get Out starts as a thriller, and then transitions into a horror, and uh, us. That's so, definitely a horror. Us, like, well, it starts as a yeah. horror, and then it transitions into, like, an apocalypse movie. Very fantasy, yeah. supernatural. Oh, yeah, you're right. It does have some science fiction in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sort of, like, by, I think of horror usually as, like, supernatural and fantasy, and then, like, when it jumps past that, even though you can't have futuristic horror. it, it Like dystopian horror? Yeah, more like zombies and resurrection and stuff, and Get Out is more just creepy and eerie and really unsettling, and then it gets... Uh, push the science fiction vibe, which is, is really cool. It's super reminiscent of Sorry to Bother You, which actually came out after it. And there's actually a few parallels between that movie, like specifically entire uh, like sets that look exactly the same and are very reminiscent of each other. So if you watch Sorry to Bother You, uh, or if you've seen it already, uh, you'll have seen those, and they're really eerie to see them back to back. Well, I've, I haven't seen Sorry to Bother You. But, it's a weird uh, film. That's what I've heard. It's the weirdest film I've ever seen. <laughs> I do like weird. It's yeah. really weird. I like to watch weird and then see if I can out-weird the weird. You cannot out-weird this film. 
That is a challenge I have accepted. And you will fail. <laughs> We're going to have to I'm watch serious. that tonight. It, it's, it's on Hulu. Is it? Yeah. Oh, good so luck with that. Watch it I rented it when I saw it. Sucker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So with with Get Out, the, the plot is um, it's this uh, dude. He's a, he's a black guy who's dating a white girl. Chris dating Rose. Yes. Is, their names. is that their names? Yeah. I yeah. haven't seen that movie since it was in Chris theaters. played by Daniel Kalula and uh, Rose played by discount uh, Pirates of the Caribbean lady. Yes. <laughs> discount Natalie Portman. Uh, or that, I don't remember her name. Actress? Keira Knightley. It's not Keira Knightley, but it's like an American version oh, of her. Yes, yes, yes. I'm thinking. I don't her remember name. her name. Uh, I don't know either. Yes. Yeah, it's really weird. So anyway, th- uh, this is about him meeting her parents and... It's it's kind of like uncomfortable at first because he oh. he's a black guy that's like in this meeting this white girl's white parents and they live in like the the, the middle of boonies. nowhere yeah, yeah they live yeah. in the super don't suburbs. say the boonies in Boone that we don't want to relate the stuff that happened <laughs> in that film to our wonderful town anyway, anyway it's in the middle of who knows where Tennessee yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's. There's like I don't know. There's like a party going on or a family. It's like a family get together, yeah. sort of like a reunion, but more just like you know, yeah. like a once a year barbecue kind of thing. Yeah. And and that's something I think this movie did really well because this movie was was kind of about like the black experience, you know, yeah. especially when it comes to like being like the only black guy in like a completely white setting. Yeah. But it also did a good job at like at making me feel personally uncomfortable. Like, like, kind of feel. Even though I can't relate how the how the black guy was, how the uh, uh, Chris, I'll just call him Chris from now. Yeah, not how the Chris, black guy. <laughs> how Chris was feeling, and uh, like I remember one part. I still remember to this day. I was just like, ooh, like the dad. He was like, man, if Obama would run for a third term, I would vote for him again. I would have voted for him again. And I'm like, and I was just like, I know, I know talking. people who say that. Yeah, and I'm just like, you can just say nothing. You don't have to bring that in. It's like you know? uh, it's like I watch hockey every weekend. It's like great. I don't care. Like you're, I'm a hockey fan, but if you see it every weekend, it, I'm not going to change my impression of you. I don't care. But I, I, I definitely understand that setting of someone trying to like get on your level and trying to be like congenial with you, and it's just uh, really frustrating. Just be like, just be yourself. Stop trying to. I don't know, be on my level. It's not quite what I mean, but, like, stop trying to talk to me in a language you uh, assume that I speak. Yeah, because he walks through the door, and he's like, it's like this really, like, dad guy. You know, he's like, Mm, he goes, I know you are, but what am I, like, type guy. And And he kept saying my man all the time. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. he's like, like, what's up, dude, bro, my my (laughs) man? And it's just super uncomfortable. But um, the plot of this movie... So if you haven't seen it yet, tough. It's been it's out been for like a while. two years. Yeah. Um, the plot of this movie, is, it takes a weird turn. So immediately you start feeling kind of uncomfortable, like we've been saying. You're in the and same then, setting as Chris. Like, he's uncomfortable and you're uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. And um, as time goes on, you you kind of the, the main character, Chris, kind of realizes something's up. Long story short, turns out this family is running an immortality clinic. Or is that what it is? Yeah. They, yeah. They, they take a young person like Chris, and they cut out his brain, and they replace it with an old person's brain. That's not quite what it is. 
it's that's not exactly immortality. It is. No, well, it's, okay, it's, well, it's it's like supplanting their brain into someone else to get, as they so put they it, their physical features, which was unsettling in every sense of the word to hear that said. It's about old people who can afford to have young people's heads cut open and put their brains inside so they can have a young body again. Very specific people's heads, though. Yes, specifically young black people. Yes. Yes, but but here's the thing. When I saw the trailers for this movie, I was like, okay, like I'm excited for this movie because this looks like a breath of fresh air for horror movies, but I was like, I can tell this is going to be super like race-based, but then I realized it's actually like not what it was about. Like, because the impression I got from the trailers was that, like, the mom was hypnotizing black people to, like, be slaves again. Yeah. But then you You, find out. You also get that feeling watching the beginning of the film. Like, they keep, like, pushing this angle of, like, it's kind of subtle, but they're just trapped there. He really misdirects you there. Yeah. And and these are the the dad's words, not mine. Like, he doesn't care that everyone that they've, like, used brain transplants for, that for the young people have been black. It's just what the old people prefer. Right. For whatever reason. They, one like, of the old guys is like, it's in fashion. And we're all like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. And he says, like, I wanted a really athletic body. Yeah. So they choose, like, a black athlete. Right. And um, It's weird. So, yeah, it wasn't like they were just targeting black people. It was just coincidence that they were I, all black. They kind of yeah. were targeting them well they were targeted but not like because they were black it was because they were like their just physical what the person wanted. Yeah. yeah 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 i it was kind of an interesting thing though with the um i forget his name but the blind art dealer who was getting chris's brain where awesome man mcruthers he's the cool yes. dude yes where he wants him for his eyes or like his yeah. artistic talent he's the least that. racist racist in the entire film yeah yeah oh yeah that's the one who says like i don't care that you're black i just want your eyes right yeah yeah i want your vision i want to see what your eyes see and it's like it's kind of sweet but still terrifying <laughs> mm-hmm. like thanks you're unbiased but you're still technically killing the guy it's the most horrifying mm-hmm. compliment you could ever receive exactly it's very backhanded Watch your mouth there. No. Okay. Oh, my. <laughs> Dad, we don't swear. I think it counts. <laughs> yeah, so that's the plot of this movie. This is, yeah. And yeah. it's it's very strange because Jordan Peele does a really good job of, like, setting up a great horror movie and then, like, going into this almost cartoonish twist. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, the whole idea of, like, a scientist cutting open people's heads and swapping people's brains sounds like something out of Cartoon Network or, you know, like a really, like the 50s Twilight Zone. Yeah. It's kind of a goofy, not your typical horror movie idea. No. Like we said, it's it's, it's almost like a Twilight Zone episode that they've spanned into two hours and set up in a very eerie way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that. It's kind of... It is kind of like Herbert West reanimator, those old kind of cheesy, really old horror movies, or like you said, a Cartoon Network type thing. But it's, I feel like it's sort of the best way he could have handled that. Maybe not the best, but one that works well for what he's trying to do. Yeah, especially since, like, obviously, and definitely in Get Out, but both these movies have, like, a lot of social commentary in them. Get Out has a lot of it. Oh, yeah. Us, it's, us is still there, but it's. Like a five-to-one ratio. It's There's more, way more in Get it's Out. It's more abstract. It's also a lot more obvious in Get Out. Oh, yeah. Oh, There's a lot more, like, subtle things and 
us. It's very in your face and get out. But, you yeah. know, it's it's not like, do you get it? Kind of like how it is in Black Panther. But, like, right. uh, it it's done in a convincing way mm-hmm. in Get Out. But, like, gosh, I've, you made me lose my train of thought. It's there it goes. Taste, beep, beep. What? Tastefully blunt. Tastefully blunt. That's perfect. Mm. Just like, like a deer's antlers. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot about the deer. Yeah. Like I said, I haven't the seen deer. this movie in two years. Yeah. I saw it like two hours ago. <laughs> and Mike saw it recently. Uh, yeah, like four hours ago. So we're all like on our own different wavelength of what we remember. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I only really remember the it. very basic plot points. I, I really enjoyed it, though, because it, like, it felt like more of a horror movie to me than us, just because I feel like horror for me is sort of an exorcism on either a societal or a personal level. And I could mm-hmm. definitely see that and get out. Because that's what I look for whenever I watch a horror movie is what they're trying to exercise from society. And uh-huh. yeah. yeah. They're trying to exercise a lot in that film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> trying to get rid of a lot of people, <laughs> apparently. I I also, like, with, with both of these movies, there's a lot you can nitpick, which we'll get into later. But, uh, like, oh, mama, there's a lot to nitpick about us. I can't really. I'm think still of digesting anything. it, so you you gotta like bring it up for me. To, I'll, yeah, you, I'm still at, like the high points of my memory, so it's gotta like seep in. If you bring it up, I'll I'll be able to talk on it. All right, we're not doing anything in specific order, so I'll talk. I'll just go into us for a second. Yeah, go ahead. There was a lot of moments in us where like the continuity of the concept of the film took me out of it. So like, just for you that are listening, the the plot of us is that the U.S. government has created clones of every single American citizen. Right. And these clones are tethered to us by the soul. And the government attempted to use that tether to try and, like, subtly mind control us, but they figured out that, like, it actually works the other way around. Or it didn't work, or in some regard, the, the, like, project collapsed, but the facilities, the people, and everything else was still around, and the food source is still there. So, like, over time, they like, figured themselves out, and they became, well, a few of them became very self-aware, and it starts to, that's, like, where the, the antagonist sort of rises. Yeah. A yeah. failed experiment turned into a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah. So, so it's basically, like, the clones are just acting out whatever the people on top are doing. So right now, my clone is in the sewer sitting at a desk in a corner, but, like, saying what I'm saying or not saying. Mimicking it. Like, it, like yeah. mimicking yeah. my behavior. Yeah. And, like, some of it didn't make any sense because the the movie starts off in 1986, and at that time the project had already been abandoned. Yeah. So, mm. so like, later you find out that the mother and the father uh, have two kids, but the clones have had two kids also, and they're the exact same. Like, the kids are clones of the kids. But how would that work? You, do you, you know what I'm saying? That is a good like, point. if, if the, the, the real people and the clone people were doing the deeds at the same time, the, the egg wouldn't be the same, the seed wouldn't be the same. I, I don't think it's natural reproduction for the clones. But they they go. You have to walk through like a ton of like machinery and factory stuff. I think it's mostly still like uh, scientific and like lab work that's just like keeping it automated. 
Well, but, but, she but the mother, sorry, you, oh, no, you go oh, ahead, yeah, you uh, say it. She did say she had to perform her own C-sections with both yes. of their kids. Yeah, so, so it is so, still at least natural in the end. There's a lot of stuff you have to suspend to believe that film. That, yeah. that, that's exactly so, my point. Is yeah. There's like a lot of stuff. In, and it just pushed a little too hard for you. In hindsight, like, I was, like it took me out of the movie. I was like, wait, what? And... You, I, th- I don't think that really takes away from the movie, but like, I just wish someone would have told me that. He's like, hey, there, like, the concept of where the doppelgangers come from, just, just don't think it, just don't take it too seriously. Just turn your brain off, uh, and and watch it, and just kind of enjoy it for the message. I would have really appreciated that because I was just because I was trying to figure out what the doppelgangers were. That was what I was most interested in, and. Like, none of it made sense. So I was like, wait, what? Hold on, back up. But there was none of that in Get Out. Get Out was very straightforward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not a lot of wiggle room for what you were supposed to be seeing in Get Out. What they explain is what is happening. Whereas in Us, we discover it in slightly offset stages as the characters discover it. And yet in in Get Out, it's presented one-to-one. Like, when they're figuring out where... You can watch the beginning of Us and probably figure it out. There's a, a specific scene at the very beginning that just starts twisting your perception of how the film's going to turn out. You're like, this is the ending. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Now it's discrediting me. Now it's me disbelieving it. And it got me most of the way there. Then I'm like, all right, they're not going the way I think. I feel good. Then they go the way I think. And I'm still not disappointed because I'm still like, wow, this is a really intense plan that someone has to set up. It's really convoluted. But it, I, I like it. Though, I think you could mostly cut out the scene in the beginning. They, they showed a bunch throughout the movie. You could cut it out at the beginning and be fine with it. It's a lot like a set piece at the beginning of a film, like a James Bond film. We don't need it. If, if it got placed... With the two little girls? Yeah, in the mirror room. I feel like you need that at the beginning. Because remember, they, they're going back to Santa Cruz. I know. And the, the mother the is really anxious sense. about going back there. And... and I guess you could. Yeah, you're right. You could say, like, why? Yeah. Or at least cut, like, the last, like, 10 seconds where she confronts the other. Yeah. Like, that, if they, like, slowly revealed more and more into that scene, which they kind of did, mm-hmm. I think I would have liked it more. It's just, like, at the beginning, I'm like, all right. I sort of got three expectations, and three of them were subverted and then reset. It's not better to me. It's me, and I'm not going to make a film that good. But I, I like the idea of it showing more and more and then twisting, like, the narrative, like Last Jedi does. They keep twisting, like, this thing that happened in the past, and you're not sure which one was real until the end. And you're like, oh, I was wrong. This is terrifying. <laughs> I see that. Well, we actually are a little bit over time. So we're going to go to yeah. break, and uh, we will be back. And when we get back, we will continue talking about Get Out and Us. <laughs> Join a panel of fellow moviegoers on Running Time every Friday from 9 to 10, along with me, your host, Joshua Vandernoy. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. We'll visit the movies you love. You want to play rough? Say hello to my little friend. And the movies you love. <laughs> what a story, Mark. Yeah, you can say that again. Tune in to Running Time on 90.5 WASU. Great Scott. I know, this is heavy. Are you looking for some good classic rock? But get tired of hearing the same old songs? Welcome to the Hotel California. Then join me, Clay Councilman, every Thursday night at 8 to hear the tracks that fell between the cracks. 
from Chuck Berry to the Chili Peppers and everything in between. B-Sides, only on 90.5 WASU-FM. You're listening to Running Time on 90.5 WASU. Welcome back. You are listening to Running Time on 90.5 WASU. I'm Josh Vandernorn. We got Midnight Mike. We got Patrick Mullaney. And tonight we are talking about Get Out and Us. Yeah, and Keanu. <laughs> I actually enjoyed Keanu. And Predator. No, no. I did not enjoy it, the new Predator Key, movie. Key. But Keanu is about a cat, right? Yeah, named Keanu after Keanu Reeves from and, John Wick. And could it have... Quantum Cat and a sequel? Oh. All right, now I get to make fan that's, art of Quantum that's Cat. That's the cat that uh, Quantum awfully cat. claws out Nick Fury's Quantum eyeball. Quantum Keanu. Quantum Keanu. Cat. Quantum Keanu cool. coming to a theater near That's what should be the logo on all our social media is just Quantum Cat. Yeah, probably. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the logo used to be a stopwatch, but now it's a cat. Interesting. Why? Well, you got to listen to the show to find out. Drum up that mystery. Mm, Rod Sterling. Yes. A dimension of mind. Yes. A dimension You're of listening to imagination. The Twilight Grown. <laughs> Speaking of the Twilight Zone, uh, I feel like we should have saved this for the Highlight Zone, but it's relevant uh, to today's topic it's, because Jordan Peele's directing the new Twilight Zone. It, like, all the news about it came out like this morning. Yeah. So it works out perfectly. I, t- I, t- I got totally blindsided because I figured out that comes out April 1st, which I think is this Monday. Okay, so there's a reason for that. So this is what happened. Uh, Jordan Peele is directing or has since directed the new CBS version, well, the new version of CBS's hit show, The Twilight Zone. There's a new version of it, a 10-episode run. The first four episodes of which are on CBS All Access, their app, which is like 1% of 1% of their entire viewing audience in the U.S., which is kind of weird that they would limit it that much they did with star trek discovery though so i kind of get it uh and the rest of the six episodes i believe start airing april 1st into like may 15th or whatever it is wait a minute so if i watch this on tv i don't get to see the first four episodes probably not i think after the first season ends they'll put the first four on like if you're the all access like subscriber you get them like early that's the point early access i guess that makes sense because you know each episode is its own story so it's not it doesn't matter. Right, it doesn't matter what order they come out in. Yeah. Right. Um, however, I want to bring up something. An article that Patrick sent me earlier today. Apparently, mm. those first four episodes on early access are dog. All right, they're not good. Oh. That's what I heard. Yeah. Some people like them. Some people don't. There's a particular writer that had this huge article that uh, it, it got screened to the press. I'm guessing like a week ago or so, and the embargo lifted, so they're now all talking about it. And people are just like, we just don't like it. Like, some people didn't like it that much. Some people like Black Mirror and uh, Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams and whatever the whole, the Hulu one is. Was that, like, Room 341? Or Dimension 404. Okay, that's close enough. Um, but, like, yeah, to each their own, it's kind of sad. Uh, but that's why we kind of compare Get Out and Us to, like, the you know two big versions of that because it feels supernatural and, like, tightly contained. Yeah, and I think I said that before we went to break, that um, I really liked Get Out and Us, but they felt like two-hour-long Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and apparently, I read in that article, 
one of the episodes is is literally like a copy of one of the most famous old Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah, there are a few remakes. Yeah, which I don't like. I it's supposed to be new. You know what I mean? Yeah, but there's like a hundred episodes of the original Twilight series. So just so make you, make new ones. Well, tell that to James Bond. Uh, They've been remaking well, those films for the past 50 years. But James Bond is supposed to be just a James Bond remake. Everyone loves the formula of change, James Bond, so they you don't want to change it. say that everyone loves that, but not everyone loves those films. Yeah, but those are the people that don't watch those films. The people yeah. that watch those films love them for how they are. See, I'm okay with them remaking some of the episodes if they sort of make it to where the message fits to a more modern dilemma. Because, you know, a lot of those have that very Cold War vibe and, you know, the message with communism and all that. Yeah. I feel like if they remake one, but they transition it to work more for modern problems, I, I'm okay with that. It, it depends. Because, like, one of the episodes they remade, uh, I can't remember what it's called from the original, but it's the one where there's a guy on a plane... Mm. And he looks out the window and he sees a gremlin or something like that. He sees something on the wing. He sees something on the yeah. wing of the plane and he goes hysterical. These tear at like nine thousand feet or something. It's yeah. tear at something feet. Yeah, and but but the whole the that was like the premise, but the concept behind it was like, can we trust our own senses? Are we like how do we know the difference between delusion and reality? That was like the main part of that. Hmm. And this other, this, the remake of that specific episode, it's different, but it starts on a plane, and it's uh, the main character is played by Adam Scott, and uh, he hears a podcast, and in the podcast, there's like subtle cues, like it, it's like he only listens in at, like he's not really paying attention, and he thinks he hears them, the podcast people, predict his specific death. And it's related to, like, the numbers, uh, like, 1,003. So, like, he starts seeing 1,003 wherever he goes. Like, it's on license plates. It's in door windows. And I, I'm i okay with that, I guess. Yeah. But, like, if it's well acted, because that's quite obviously a remake. I would have, what I'm saying is I would have preferred them introduce new concepts other than the exact same one, just in a modern setting. So I get your point about like them updating it, but I would have just liked something different. And as far as I know, that's the only one that's a direct remake of an old Twilight Zone episode. All right. I mean, I, I can see that because that also, and that one goes with a very a more human problem than a uh, societal one. And so I feel like if you're remaking a human problem, you have to be careful with how you set it up to where it's not just a carbon copy. Yeah. Yeah. See, because uh, I watched the original Twilight Zone on Netflix, mm. and they have a lot of really interest that like they have a lot of really cool and unique ideas that were especially really interesting at the time. But they all had like an underlying lesson. So I'm trying to think of one. Uh, Loneliness is not the recourse for your own emotions. There's those ones. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, like, like, your best idea is not good. Like, just try to enjoy reality. Yeah, like, there's one where this guy, uh, he, find, he, like, goes to an antique shop, and he finds an uh, old, you know, like, Arabian lamp, and he rubs it, and a genie comes out. You know, we all know the 
classic three wishes stuff. And he gets his three wishes. He gets everything he ever wanted, but he realized what he wanted didn't doesn't make him happy. Uh, another one is this one guy wants to live forever. Uh, so he makes a deal. He like sells his soul to the devil so he can live forever. But then he gets arrested. Like he, he wanted to test his immortality. Like he, he can live forever, but he's also indestructible. So he wanted to see if the electric chair could kill him. So he tried to get himself arrested and sent to the electric chair, but they ended up giving him a life sentence instead. <laughs> or like yeah. the, uh, there's one he like wishes that he was just alone with his books and all the world. Ends. Is it the Archibald Bushcroft one? Was a man yeah, afraid yeah. of the world and he wanted nothing but loneliness, and it was loneliness that led him to his own demise. Yes, and his glasses break and he can't read anymore. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. it. Yeah. It's yeah. really sad. Yeah. And, and like one, like there's two that I really like. One of them is. Um, so in the future, crime on Earth is so bad that they send prisoners to isolated planets. Apparently they find a galaxy where almost every planet there is habitable for human life, but there's no other, like, life on it. So this guy is just, like, given supplies for a full year and a little hut, and he's just left alone With on the Thanos. planet. Something like that. And and once a year... You just like snapping. Yeah. One, once a year, they um, they drop in new supplies. And one year, they give him, like, a robot woman to keep him company. And he ends up, like, falling in love with it. But then, like, it breaks, and he realizes it wasn't, like, real love. It was just a machine pretending, you know. Yeah. And the other one I really like was uh, this one criminal... He's being chased by the cops, and he gets shot. And he wakes up, and he, like he wakes up dead. Mm. And there's an angel there, but the angel looks like a normal guy. And he's like, "Here's your place," and and he like can have anything he wants. He like he's like, "Can I go to a casino?" And he just appears in a casino, and he like wins every time. And he he gets nice cars. He gets all the money he could ever want, all the nice food, never gain weight. You know, he can do literally anything he wants. But, like, all the people there, because he's like, I I want girls. I want tons of girls. So, like, just tons of girls appear. But they're all, like, robotic. You know, they're not people. They're just there. They're like props, almost. And he he can tell. You know, they're just there to do what he wants. And uh, he's like... Uh, what about my friends? Can I get some of my friends in here? And the angel's like, no, we, we can't bring your friends in here. This place is just for you. And long story short, he later comes to realize that he's actually not in heaven. He's in hell. And in hell, instead of it being like burning for eternity, it's uh, you get to have everything you ever wanted, but you're alone, and you just realize all these worldly things don't make you happy. Yeah. So that was like a really cool... And unique idea at the time. Oh, I, I, I want more stuff like that. I remember that episode very well. My favorite, though, was always Will the Real Martian Please Stand Up, which is little known as being Eminem's first role on television. But um, <laughs> it's uh, where there's like. <laughs> Martian Manhunter and Marco Mathers. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. Oh, yeah. But it's just, it's a wonderful episode. We'll talk we, about it after yeah. the break. Well, we don't have to go to break for like two minutes. I was just oh, keep well, giving it. Yes. Well, I mean, like... it's like there's a bus crash and paranoia. Who's the alien? And, you know, great little diner and three eyes. It's, it's a Him, wonderful little... Machine Gun Kelly, Chance the Rapper shows up. I don't think yeah, I've seen it's that great. One. Yeah, oh, so is this cool. a real Twilight Zone? Episode? Yeah, you know, it's a real episode. It's got the flash in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's in season two, I think. 
Will the real Martian please stand up? Okay. Yeah. He's he's being serious. I'm not. Yeah. So it's like an alien shapeshifter, and they're like, who's the Martian? And they go hysterical. Are there Something skulls like in it? That. Is it about scrolls? There are no squirrels, but there is a quantum cat. Uh, yes. What about scrolls, though? You said squirrels. Oh. I did, well, they're both as ambiguous shapeshifters to me. I do not believe in squirrels, but I don't think there are any squirrels. You have to believe in squirrels. We had TJ on the show last week. Uh, <laughs> I, he's a red flying squirrel. I don't get. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <coughs> Callbacks, but I'm chun. Yeah, so. That, that, but you you guys get my point, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just hope every single one isn't a remake. Yeah, I don't and think they will be. I, see, I, that's... I did have the episode titles for what they were going to be. I'll pull that up in a second before we go. Enlighten us real quick. We have two minutes. Okay. Well, banter while I get to it real quick. Okay, I, so... I don't think they would redo all of them because that would just no. be a total flop. So you, you guys have seen most of them? Yeah, because I've I've seen like one or two in my life. Used, like you would recognize them. I've seen like seasons one through three. Okay, I used so to watch the marathons every Fourth of July. Here are the titles. Here are the titles of the eight confirmed. Yeah, uh, Nightmare at Thirty Thousand Feet. That's, that's the remake. That's the yeah. remake. Yeah. The comedian. I'm guessing not the one from Watchmen. Uh, <laughs> replay. A traveler. Rewind. The Wonder Kind. Point of Origin and the Blue Scorpion. Those are the ones that are announced. Okay. Four of which are out. The other four uh, we, are titled that haven't come out yet. We have to go to break, but we are definitely going to bring that up when we come back from break because you you kind of blazed through them. But uh, I there was one I was like, I definitely know what that one's about. Yeah. And we'll talk about it after the break. And I am so excited. And we will get back to you in just a moment. Join a panel of fellow moviegoers on Running Time every Friday from 9 to 10, along with me, your host, Joshua Vandernoy. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. We'll visit the movies you love. You wanna play rough? Say hello to my little friend! And the movies you love. <laughs> what a story, Mark. Yeah, you can say that again. Tune in to Running Time on 90.5 WASU. Great Scott. I know, this is heavy. every Tuesday night for Back to the 80s Hour with me, Lexi Hargis-Heimer. Have the time of your life jamming out to all of your favorite 80s hits. Get Rickrolled while walking on sunshine every week. Sincerely yours, The Breakfast Club. Don't you forget to listen in every Tuesday night from 8 to 9 only on 90.5 WASU. Listening to Running Time on 90.5 WASU. Welcome back to Running Time on 90.5 WASU. Oh, yeah. As always, I am Josh Vanderno. We got Midnight Mike. We got Patrick Mullaney, and we are talking about the Twilight Zone. And I'm Patrick Mullaney. Yeah. It's the lowest you can go. I would believe this might be it, but it could oh go lower. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope Dan Valley isn't tuning in like just, right at this moment. Oh, they've been attacked like, by the Demogorgon, apparently. Mongolian music, whatever you call it. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Some throat singing. Okay. 
Yeah. So last we were talking about, we were talking about the original Twilight Zone series. Yes. And uh, Patrick has a little article to go into, but I want to I want to start us off with something. We were talking about how the original Twilight Zone series, like each episode, introduces like kind of an original for the time sci-fi concept, or you know supernatural thing and whatnot and all that kind of jazz. But they also have like a deep philosophical question under like which the story is about. However, the later seasons, they kind of ran out of those. They kind of ran out of <laughs> ideas. And I want to give one example. The episode I'm thinking about, there's like this old man who's kind of like, uh, what's, what's his name for Mary Poppins? You know, the one, the one band man, the one man band guy? Um, Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke's yeah. character. Chim Chim yeah. Chiru. I don't remember his name. It's kind of like that guy. He like loves kids. He's, he's just, he's like a homeless In a dude. nice way. <laughs> yes, thank you. It was you the for, '60s, so it like, was, they weren't talking about that stuff yet. Patrick. Like yeah. Louis Armstrong, who's a real big fan of children. More Louis Armstrong, less Louis C.K. You know yes, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, very true. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure how to come back from that, but we're gonna try <laughs> quickly. Quickly is how you come back from that. Okay, so this dude, he just absolutely loves kids. He can't get enough of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make it better. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can we get over this? Okay. So, basically, long story short, this dude is an alien from another world uh, that has, and each member of the alien race has the power to shapeshift into anything they can think of. Right off the bat, it can be like a fairy, a, a, a rock, a monster, a dragon, all kinds of stuff. So, he takes the form of a human old man and just kind of hangs out on Earth. We later come to find out that alien is actually a prince from his homeworld. And these two men in black types come to get him, and we find out they are um, aliens from his homeworld as well. And the twist ending is he has, like, this one girl who he's really good friends with, and she's an orphan, and her, like, foster parents abuse her and stuff like that. So he's, he's like, all right, I'll come back with you, but give me a moment to say goodbye uh, alone, and when he talks to this girl, you know, they're like, I'm gonna miss you and whatnot. Wait, I have an idea. And then the two guys come back and they're like, All right, Your Highness, it's time to go. And he had shape shifted into the little girl. So there's the original little girl and the alien little girl. And they're, the guys are like, What? What do we do? We can't take them both, but we need to bring back the prince. And that's the twist ending. They take both back to the alien homeworld. I, I, that's just, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, it's, that's kind of what I'm afraid this Twilight Zone series will be. It's just kind of like an okay concept that's yeah. just really bland, you know? But I don't think it will be because Jordan, like, Get Out and Us are kind of fun concepts. Yeah. I just hope they don't take themselves too seriously. I think you like the... I think he has enough experience with both comedy and now horror to kind of hit the nice sweet spot, but yeah, I, I don't know. It kind of feels like to me we've, mo for the most part, ended our discussion about <laughs> Get Out and Us, which means yes. we are talking about the Twilight Zone, and this yeah. is a good moment to transi transition into... You've entered the Highlight Zone. The Highlight Zone. Mm. <laughs> I get chills every time. Welcome to the world of the living. You're listening to 90.5 WASU. You, <laughs> you sounded like George Taki. 
<laughs> Wait, what? Hold on. <laughs> Captain, <laughs> what's my heading? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my. Oh, my. You know, he was really my hero when I took a fencing class last semester. That was my oh, real inspiration. Why? Uh, have you not seen the episode of Star Trek where George Oh, Kay, oh yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. I was thinking like, of the, I, I never saw that. I saw the, oh, oh. the first Star Trek movie they do this. Oh. I just thought you meant, like, don't you mean John Cho? And I'm like, oh, they probably did it on the show as well. Yeah. Wait a minute, do you mean, um... The, the 2009 movie where he's fencing? They do no. it in both. Yeah. Both yeah. what? Like the original? Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about like William Shatner, really kind of... OG track. Yeah, OG track. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the original series. Yeah. Which I guess would be OS track. OS track. I didn't know there was a, um, a fencing scene. I mean, I've never watched the original Star Trek. But if you have and you want us to cover it, just mention that on our Twitters and our Instagram, and we'll do an episode on the Star Trek movies. Which you can find on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Running Time WASU. Indeed. Follow us for funny images of shows and stuff. Yes. Indeed. And uh, also follow us on Anchor. You can find us on uh, Anchor FM at uh, Anchor. Anchor.fm slash running time. Yes. And we're also on, since it's there, it also shows up on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We record the show, edit it down so it's easier for you guys to listen to later. Yeah. You can also listen to our Sunday uh, night show, Overtime, which is basically just the exact same thing. Right. But we don't have to. We don't have limitations. Right. So, like, we can talk about us on this show, but we can talk about. Quentin Tarantino on that one. <laughs> Which we definitely are going to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. When Once Upon oh, a Time in Hollywood yeah. comes out, that'd be a great time to go do that. That'd be perfect. Oh, I do love Tarantino. Mm. Uh, Dude, good Tarantino. Reservoir Dogs is one of my favorite movies of all time. I have a poster of Reservoir Dogs in my room. It's, you should. We, we went to, my roommate and I went and bought as many Tarantino posters as we could. Spent a lot of money that day. Yeah. It's a good... It's a good thing to spend your money on. It's a great investment. But the, um, back to the Twilight Zone, though, I feel like there's something... I feel like they might be a little too scared to do this, but with the old Twilight Zone, you had a lot of World War II commentary since it was still pretty fresh. It's like late 50s, early yeah, 60s. so it was still pretty fresh in everyone's mind. Moving into the Cold War, yeah, it's a lot of heavy-handed yeah. uh, military stuff. And I feel like they might do something with that, with like the concept of terror... In the new one, but I feel like they could be, do that. It's a little past its prime. Yeah, it would be a little too far because I don't know what they would really roll with. Facebook, Facebook. An entire season about social media, an entire season about Mark Zuckerberg. Oh my yeah. god! See, he, he is. Let me the stop killer. y'all there. Let me stop y'all there. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm afraid of for the Twilight Zone. Because do y'all know those? Um, you know, y'all have heard of Blumhouse Productions. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, they produced Get Out and Us and a bunch of other stuff. They didn't so produce good, those, did they? Yes. Oh, well, those are their only good movies. Well, not if not us, movies, they, but I'm pretty sure they. No, they did us. I'm not sure if they did Get Out. They, like, those are the movies that produce like Happy Death Day. It's a lot of horror stuff. It's yeah, predominantly it's their not, genre. It's not good horror. No, it, it's, it's usually it's, like B-rated, yeah. minor budget. It's like there's one movie they have. I, it's like called Unfriended, I think, where the ghost of this girl hacks her own Facebook account from the grave. And starts killing her friends on Facebook Live, and and that's yeah. like trying to take a horror you know concept like demons and stuff, and applying it to a super modern setting, and 
Some people think that's clever. I I don't really think so. The, the film also, like, it takes place entirely on a computer screen. That's the other thing about that film. It yeah. never leaves that, so that's their other angle with it. I'm not a fan of that either. I Found like footage I, films. Yeah. I feel like I went on a really bad date to see that movie. Oh, do tell. Uh, Let's no. get really off topic now. How was uh, it? Uh, bad, both of those Audrey's things. listening. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't you, her. It wasn't her. No, it was before I got to college. It was so before. Like, what did that movie come out? 2016, maybe 2015? 2017. Uh, it was a very no, no, no. It was definitely either 2016 or 17, because I remember seeing the commercial for that and a commercial for Get Out at the same time. Hmm. Get Out of My Laptop was the original title. I had to change it. The trailer came out, and they're like, oh, we really got to change it. It now. might not. I swear, it was one of the Blumhouse movies. Just really bad date on that one. Yeah, there's a bad bunch movies. of them, so you got to... Repress the Blumhouse movies most of the time. Those are yeah. just... They are making an Invisible Man movie, which I'm excited about. Oh, no, that's exciting. Like, how can you screw that up? But can we get Creature of the Black Lagoon? That's what we're waiting for. Yeah, I'm trying to look up all their films, and it's, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before before we kind of transition, though, if, if you don't mind, Patrick, could you go back to the titles of Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone episodes? Yeah, yeah, let me pull that up real quick. Just talk over it while I grab it. Just going to history, it won't take long. In the summertime, when the weather is out, all right, sir, that that's appropriation, so... I'm sorry. Actually, it was hilarious. So. I, I missed my career as a jazz singer. I always wanted to become career. a chain smoker oh. and become Tom Waits. And <laughs> You can't become a chain smoker now. That's Hold a band. Up. Be completely yeah. serious with me, with me, Mike. Do you play the saxophone? No, I don't play any instruments. You let me down. You don't, you you don't play like, like that. You look like you were born with a saxophone. I used to have a goatee. Did you? It, oh yes, it was when a when you were twelve. <laughs> You're like eighteen. What do you mean you used to? I, I back in the nineties. I'll show you in a minute. Yes, back in the seventies, I had a goatee. Right, well, you pull that up, and we might show it on social media uh, if you follow <laughs> us. We might. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, the the episode titles are Nightmare at Thirty Thousand Feet, which is the remake. The remake, the first episode. The second episode is The Comedian. The third is Replay. The fourth is A Traveler. And then Rewind, The Wonder Kind, Point of Origin, and The Blue Scorpion, which all rhyme now that I think about it. Hold on. There's a there's an episode called Replay and an episode called Rewind? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Were you, were you registered, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Twitch there's or something. A, there's a story behind that. There I'll tell better you be a story because, wow, you... So what was Let this? me see. Let me see. It's bad. It's all three photos. Just swipe. Whoa. There's a story behind it. What there better. There's a reason I was dressed like that. <laughs> so I don't know. know if I can say it on air. So, so if you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, apparently Mike was in it. Because yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> That's oh terrible. What happened? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an appropriate amount of facial hair. He's literally got oh, a full yes. goatee. But uh, You look like Ethan Hawke from the 90s. Oh, yeah. With the goatee from Robert Downey Jr. now. <laughs> Yeah, and like from the neck down, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> from like, yeah. So if you want to see this photo, yeah, you are gonna have to follow us on yeah. uh, Twitter and Instagram so at Running Time WASU, so you can the see the beauty that was and is Midnight Mike. You know, yes. the great thing is I still wear that shirt around my dorm. I wear that like every night. 
You have to wear that to the next show you're on. I'm, yeah. I'm going to take the one where it's just you so I don't offend the rest of your friends in that photo. Yeah. All right, here we go. Or you could just send it to us and we'll Photoshop oh, yeah. it. I have to, oh, I could totally Photoshop it, but I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I'm not pushing that line. Oh, my God, that so, is bad. Be, be for real, though. Yeah. Is there an episode, there's two episodes, one's called Replay and one's called Rewind? I, I actually have to go back and find them now. There, there was, I remember. It was Rewind and uh, Replay. Okay, yeah, those are the two episode titles. Because yeah. I was going to say, at like first glance, that, that sounds like you know time travel-ish stuff, where it's like, mm. uh, you created a paradox and now things are worse. No. Barry Allen, you got to go the timeline again. <laughs> yeah, and but like since there's two, either one, Jordan Peele is trying to be more cerebral, or two, he has just completely run out of ideas, which I hope not. There's 159 episodes of the original Twilight Zone series, plus another 22, plus another 60. I don't think running out of ideas is the issue. I think it's just they may just have a bunch of backstock. They can just recall. That's another episode. <laughs> Well, not. Recall. <laughs> replay. Recall. No replay. Twilight Zone season one rewind. episode six. Back in time, time travel. No episode called rewind. Yo. Travel uh, back into the Twilight future. Zone. Bill and Ted, Zach the Little Adventure. <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob into the Twilight Zone. There was something I mentioned over the break where, um, which oh my goodness, we have to go back in a second. But oh my uh, goodness, one of the episodes was called Wonder People. I think Wonderkind. Wonderkind. Yes. Which definitely sounds like I'm going to make a quick prediction. So this is on the record. Today is March 28th, I believe. It is. March 28th, 2019. It has not uh, Twilight Zone has not come out yet. Wonderkind is about either a race of people that has come out that like evolved or something like in X-Men or there's genetic splicing involved, and it's like a super race. And then it brings in like, are we equal with them, even though they can read our minds? And oh my! That sort kind of, of, sort of I, like a, a Gattaca situation. Yes. Like that movie. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to agree with you because you have a deep voice. Oh, it's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Ugh. And speaking of deep voices, we have to go to a break. That doesn't make any sense. No. But, <laughs> but thanks. But this has been Running Time with Joshua Vandernord and our great panel. Running Time is on Fridays from 9 till 10. Looking forward to next week. Thank you for listening. Get that job.